Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of our second annual Halloween Screamathon. Yeah, woo. So pumped. Uh, so this is episode 13 of this podcast. And so if you don't know what this Halloween Screamathon is, we are going, we have picked 31 of the hopefully best, scariest Meh. horror movies. We picked 31 horror movies. Sometimes yes. they're a little horror bit. Horror adjacent. Yeah, horror adjacent movies. And uh, we're going to review them with friends and family and stuff. It's, it's a pretty good hodgepodge of people talking about scary movies. And we do all different kinds of scary movies. So witches, vampires, serial killers, uh, all sorts of crazy shit. Zoom. Werewolves. <laughs> zo- yeah, Zoom. Ghosts. Poltergeists. All sorts of shit. It's going to be so. great. So uh, it's really cool stuff. So welcome. If this is your first episode, uh, there's a couple before this. You should check like them out. Like a lot, a lot. So you should. <laughs> but... Thank you. Either way, thank you for being here. Yes, so, thank you. Uh, today's pick was a movie that I have watched. I think I've been seen chunks of the original. So this is a remake. Um, and usually, with horror movies, remakes usually are not that good. Um, the two that popped in my head were the Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth. Those were terrible. They made money, unfortunately, but they were terrible versions. The Dawn of the Dead remake was really good, though. Yes. There are a few good ones, but the big ones. So, uh, this was a movie from my childhood, and Katie's too, we're just close to the same age, uh, but it was Fright Night, and it's a really fucking good movie. Uh, the neighbor from Married Children, she was like the, the heroine in the movie. Marsha? No. Marcy. Marcy, yeah, Marcy. She's a cutie pie. So, it's good. So, I remembered that they made a remake of this in 2011. And apparently it's really good. I never saw it. And so it was very exciting. So we watched Fright Night, the 2011 version, uh, written by Tom Holland. And no, not the Spider-Man. Not Spider-Man. You know what else he did? Uh, I've seen his name on a whole bunch of stuff, but I couldn't tell you what he's done because I have like 70,000 movies just yeah. like oh, yeah. swirling all together in my brain. Yeah. So Tom Holland, he did Child's Play. There you go. He's like the original like... One of the creators of Child's Play. So he yeah. did all those. Or a chunk of them. I don't know if he's still riding it. That thing. So, uh, starring in this movie is Anton Yelchin. Yelchin? Yelkin? Yelkin. Yelkin. Uh, he is... Uh, Charlie. No, I was thinking of Star Trek, what he was playing in. Oh, Chekhov. Chekhov. And so, uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, Colin Farrell. I can't think of any cool movies he was in. Grindelwald. Yes, yes he was. He was Grindelwald in <clears throat> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. One. Yeah, and then they were like, get it the fuck out of here. Just kidding. We're yeah. fucking Johnny Depp. Uh, Christopher Mintz. Plus. Plus. It's so many S's. Uh, he was in Kick-Ass. He was the, the Red Mist. Very crappy Really, hero. that's where you went? Not super bad? Oh, McLovin. Where he was McLovin. Uh, his most famous role. I like Red Mist. Uh, David Tennant's in this bad boy. He's Vincent, the, the cool... Guy on TV that Charlie talks to, and he's like, this dude knows vampires. I'll get him to help me. And he's like, nah, chief. <laughs> and then uh, Tony Collette, she's a mom from Hereditary, and she's been a mom in other horror movies, too. She's got she a real... She's also a teen in horror movies in yeah. a bunch of stuff in the 80s. Yeah, she's got a good She's been famous for a long face. time. Tony Collette's been famous for a long time. Yes. So, um, we'll do a quick little overarching thing if you haven't seen Fright Night. And we'll talk about it, and then we'll get deeper into it. So, Fright Night, uh, this is a story of a family, well, just a mom and a son, uh, that lives close to Vegas, not, like, in a suburb, kind of close to Vegas, 
and they get a new neighbor in their cool little suburb. Jerry. And uh, after a while, Charlie has doubts about this dude, Jerry, and he comes to discover that this motherfucker is a vampire. Thanks to his best friend, McLovin. Yeah. His old best friend, McLovin. Or Ed. In the original. I think it was Ed. Dead Ed? I don't know what his real name is, name. but his name yeah. in this movie, his kid. That guy will only ever be McLovin to me. Yep, I see. <laughs> so, uh, him and his friends figure out that Jerry's a vampire, and Jerry realizes that they realize he's a vampire, so he's like, okay, I'm gonna kick y'all asses. I'm, y'all just kids. I'm, I'm so. killing all of you, and fuck you guys for figuring out my secret. You're not gonna tell all the rest of the adults, because yeah. I want to eat them. So. I'll eat you. I'll eat you, and, and I want And them. I want to eat all the rest of the adults, so you gotta <laughs> keep it you. quiet, so I can eat this whole neighborhood yeah, full I of people. Yeah, I want you, and I'm gonna eat you. And so, uh, Charlie, he asked for help from a TV... Uh, in the original, he wasn't like a like a uh, my Chris Angel kind of situation. He was like a host of a scary movie show, and he talked like about like an Elvira. Yeah, and then he just talked about that he he's dealt with vampires, yeah. and ghouls and stuff. Well, this guy seems to be like a Chris Angel, um, David Blaine, like yeah. Vegas Vegas show person. And I it's a little more girl, but realistic. Like now, these day day and age, it'd be someone like that that would have some info on a vampire. Yeah. So they're weird like that. And so Charlie gets help from this guy to save his mom, his girlfriend, and save the damn world. Because this vampire is scary. And yeah. so Fright Night's a really good movie. The original's fucking great. This one was pretty damn good. This I enjoyed it. This one was good. It. I liked it a lot. It's a pretty solid vampire movie. I didn't like how the vampires look when, they like, when they're like, this is my real face. When it they go vampire It was like kind of shark-like. It was shark-like. And I didn't like that. But it, I have to say, is this was the most different viewing of a vampire we've seen other there are other films that we've watched that have had um similar mouth shapes happen true so what what's cool about this movie or the i guess the thing otis doesn't like there are times when the vampires have the traditional two fang and puncture just like the neck like when they're going for the neck and then there are other times when the vampires are trying to just eat their prey or whatever and their mouths just go crazy and get like all of these teeth in them. Yeah. Like like a piranha almost. They're like jagged and sticking yeah, out in all like different directions. Yeah. Um and they go for the jugular or whatever they're trying to do to suck their victim's blood out. But that's what Otis doesn't like. And I actually thought that that was really cool that it was that there was a difference because every time they would put out the two fangs, it was just because they were trying to turn someone into a vampire. And then when they were ready to kill someone, like, fuck this guy, or the person would make the vampire angry, they would let the all the rest of their fangs, like, come out like yeah. a shark and just fucking attack someone. So, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool, actually. It's just a weird face. Like, I like the whole mouth situation, but it looked, it looked like their jaws kind of unhinged. Yeah. And, like, their mouth got bigger so they could, like, eat harder. It, it, it was weird. Like, like I said... Hot take on a vampire. I haven't seen it before, so, you know, it just caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's like a shark mouth, you know. Uh, but no, this movie is great. If you haven't seen it, thumbs up from Highly us. Highly recommend, yes. Thumbs up. It's, this is my second favorite vampire movie that we've watched yeah. so far on this podcast. Yeah, I fucking enjoyed this. It was great. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen it and what we said has got you going, pause this and watch Fright Night, man. It's fucking great. It is really yeah. good. So, uh, yeah. So, we're going to... Limited is off. So, uh... Here come the spoilers. Yeah. So, Charlie, he's a high school kid. 
Um, his mom is a, she sells houses, right? Yeah, she's a realtor. Realtor, real, I couldn't think of the fucking name. I was hoping I could lead you there. So she's a realtor, and then their next door neighbors, they moved out, and so a new person has hopped in, and he's been renovating on the inside, because they see all this, like, uh, one of those He has giant, a giant dumpster in yeah, his uh, driveway. And apparently there's a lot of concrete in it and stuff. She's like, I wonder what he's doing in there. She's all nosy and shit. And so... Little by little, it seems that Charlie's got a normal life. You know, he's got a really hot girlfriend. Well, okay, so we find out as the story goes on that Charlie used to be a nerd. um, And then he he got with hot girl, girlfriend, Amy, right? Her name was Amy, I think. Yeah, Amy. Yes. Okay, he gets with a hot girl, girlfriend, Amy, who has lived across the street um for like his entire life and he's they've been in love or whatever for a long time he ends up with hot girl and then he becomes a douchebag he like leaves his nerd friends and becomes friends with amy's friends who are like the jock douchebags uh played by um dave franco and damn it what dylan from modern family so (laughs) reed reed ewing uh yes. yeah sure yeah. dylan from modern family um <laughs> so yeah that's basically what happens to charlie before this movie starts so we find all of this stuff out later when mclovin's character gets introduced and we find out that he's kind of he used to be best friends with mclovin and this other guy but has since just like left them in the dust to go be with his hot girlfriend in the yeah. jocks so yeah so um Ed keeps trying to get his attention in school, and he's like, hey, man, there's a lot of people absent. And, you, know, like, you don't notice all these people are gone? And Charlie's like, yeah, that's what happens in school. People don't go. And he's like, no, there's a lot of people not here. And so little by little, he keeps bringing up stuff, and he's trying to show him some tapes and videos. And he's like, Jerry, I think your neighbor is a fucking vampire. And he's like, that's ridiculous, man. And so... Ed disappears one night because Jerry actually comes up to him and he's like, I know you've been watching me and you need to quit. And and so he actually turns him. He bites him. He's like, this life is way better, man. Like, I know you're all, you know, scared and stuff. You don't have to be scared anymore, baby. Be a vampire. And so he, like, kind of willingly gets bit. He's fine with the whole situation. Mm, kind of. He couldn't have gotten away if even if he oh, wanted yeah, to. Oh, 100%. He could. Yeah. He, he was he dead. Was, he was dead either way, yeah. honestly. And so, uh, Charlie goes over to Ed's place, and so the family, they're like, I guess waiting on him. He left early for the day, and so, uh, he's like, yeah, can I just head up to his room? Like, I gotta find something to do something. They're like, yeah, go ahead. And so, um, he actually gets tape, sees tape of Ed recording, uh, jerry doing stuff and it's like nothing and it's like he's not there like there he is he's not showing up on the tape and it's just things just quietly moving and he's like look he's driving his car and you see a truck roll up into the parking spot door open and just closes and it's invisible he's like son of a bitch i see you and so he's like holy shit he actually is a vampire and so after this point uh jerry's a smart dude um he just keeps tabs on everybody in town and so at this point, Charlie is watching him, and Jerry sees it, and he's just like, you know, I'm just a normal dude. I got a girl coming over. Hey, do you got any extra beers? Because, you know, I, she's about to head over now. And he's like, yeah, I got some beers. And so Jerry heads to the door, and he just stops. And you see him, like, glance at the, like, threshold of the door and kind of grimace. And because it's an old-school 
Vampire. Power. You can't go into a house unless you're invited. And so Charlie sees that and like uh, Jerry starts saying things about the kitchen. He's like, oh, pretty nice cabinets because he wants him just, you know, just like, oh, come in, man. Like, it's just a natural thing you say. Yeah. And so Charlie doesn't say it. Because he knows. Charlie knows. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking cool. And so he gets him his beers and he's like about to hand it to him. But then he kind of keeps the the handle of beers like toward his side of the door. And you see Jerry's hand just stop right before the door starts. And he's and he's like fucking with him. And he's like, okay. And so uh, that night, uh, his girlfriend's over and they're trying to get it on. But then he's distracted because he sees uh, Jerry's gr- uh, date come over. And he's like, fuck, that girl's, that woman's going to die. Well, and she's one of the neighbors that he's known for his whole life. Yes. So. And so later that night, um, he wakens to screams. And so he's like, oh, holy shit. And so he sees Jerry leave, drive off in his truck. And so Charlie hops down, breaks into the dude's house, and he's looking around, sees all these weird, like, like, uh, I don't know, totems, weird stuff on the wall. And he takes a picture of it. And then he heads to this closet and he sees this weird. Well, he has to hide in the closet because yes. Jerry comes home. And he sees a secret door. Heads back into the door, and we find out what he's been renovating. It's a whole extra hallway full of, like, secret tiny rooms. Yes, to hold people in. And so he gets to one of the doors, and it's his friend from the street, like, one of his neighbors. And she's like, oh, my God, help me. He uh, is trying to break her out, and then Jerry's heading that way. And so he hides in one of the other rooms, and then uh, he actually sees Jerry feed on his neighbor. And so it's like, oh, shit. Like, this is for real? Yeah. Like, he had his... Suspicions. And now it's like, oh, this dude's a vampire. Oh, for real. And know. so Jerry feeds on her and then leaves her, I guess, to keep feeding on her. And so yeah. he puts her back in the room. Charlie breaks her out. And then they do this, like, you know, in video games, they always have the action and they have the sneaking part. And you have to, like, do all this stupid shit just to get out of a place. This happens. And so Jerry's, really good. Jerry's got this big TV in one chair in his, like, living room. And he just watches TV. Bachelor. Yeah. And so Charlie's doing his best to, like, do all these movements around him. And then it feels like Charlie's like, we got it. We're out. And then you just see Jerry was watching him the whole time. He's just like, oh, that's cute. And they get outside. Daylight is broken at this point, And then the girl explodes because she's a vampire. Or yeah. she's part vampire. And so Charlie's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and so at this so point. So he's traumatized as Fuck, because he's a teen. Yes, and so <laughs> at, at this point, a woman explode yeah. right next to him. Yeah, at this point, Jerry knows, Charlie knows, and Charlie's like, he probably knows that I did this, because <laughs> I, you know, he's been doing stuff the whole time. So at this point, he visits Peter Vincent, and so we see our boy David Tennant yep. appear into this movie. Uh, we love David Tennant here. He is yep. one of the coolest people in the world. Yep. Uh, We've breathed his air before. Yes, we have. It was at Comic Con. It was awesome. So we love Doctor David Tennant. Like so good, just absent-minded, silly, cute guy. But uh, there's something we liked him in Jessica Jones too. I was going. I okay, was okay, okay, okay. And we also like ourselves some bad David Tennant. Yeah, dark uh, David Tennant is. Yes, that's a whole another level of. Yeah. So Peter Vincent's kind of in the middle. He's more asshole like. Kind of good omens wise, um, yeah. Around that part, wants to do He's good things, 
he tries his best not to care, but he does care. He definitely cares. But he doesn't want to show it because that's not cool. <laughs> He's an asshole with a heart. Yes. And so uh, Peter is like, nah, man, vampires ain't real. That's stupid. And he's like, I got all these pictures and stuff. This dude's a vampire. He's like, well, if he is a vampire, you should just run away. That's all you can do. <laughs> and he's like, there's yes. nothing you can do. And he, you know, waves him off. And so you see that he left the pictures there. And he's looking at him. And you see him open up like a like a little secret cabinet. And he has that same picture in his, like, stuff. And he's like, fuck, there's a vampire. And it's an old one. And so Charlie heads back home. He tells his mom and his girlfriend, because they're over there, to, like, do not talk to Jerry. Don't let him in this house. And so Jerry realizes that they're not going to let him in the, into the house. And he's like, hey, your son, like, broke into my house. We need to talk about this. And she's like, uh. Call the authorities. I don't give a fuck. Right. She looks at Charlie and he's like, okay, I believe my son, kind of. Like, call the cops, Jerry. And so Jerry's like, okay, I'll get y'all out of that fucking house. He pulls the fucking gas main to the house. Up out of the ground. Yes. Just hulks it out of the ground. Yeah, and then sets a little spark through. House explodes from the inside, and he's like, well, uh, I don't have to be invited into a place that's not a home. So I don't know what the percentage of destruction constitutes a house not being a house, but he just blew the front like floor out, and windows were broken, and he was like, well, not a house anymore. And so Jerry's like, I'm coming in here to kill y'all. They hop in the car, they drive off, whole lot of driving and screaming happens, and so... Uh, the mom, so Charlie's getting his ass kicked by the vampire, and so the mom stabs him with one of her little placards, talking about open house, and Jerry's like, oh, you didn't hit me in the heart, but that hurt a lot, and so he's wiggling on the ground, uh, she passes out from a concussion, because they got into a real good car accident, mm-hmm. and so the mom is out, and she's in the hospital, and he puts crosses all up in her place, so she should be safe, and so Peter calls Charlie back, and he's like, okay. I'm not going to help you, but I'll give you some info on this vampire. He's old as hell, really strong. And Mm, he's the one who killed my parents. Yes. And he's like, you have no chance of winning this, but I'll give you some weapons. Actually, no, he gets the weapon later, the stake, right? Yeah. Yes. He's like, he says you can come get some stuff. Yeah. So while they're there, he gets a package and he's like, do you always get like fucking UPS packages this late? And he's like, yeah. No, I Wait don't. Wait a minute. No, I don't. No, I don't. And so that's a new technical way to invite a vampire in. He's like, hey, you have a package. Come your way. Like, okay, yeah, tell them to come on in. They officially got invited in. And so it's it's old McLovin, vampire McLovin. And he tells Jerry, oh, yeah, they're up here. So come on up when you're ready. And so Charlie has to fight his fight McLovin. He has to fight his buddy. And so he finally gets his like first vampire kill after getting his ass kicked a little bit. And then Amy fights off Jerry with some holy water and silver bullets. They do nothing to him. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's for werewolves. Well, the holy water did. The holy water did, the but, holy water, but like, the silver him. bullets, he was like, yeah, I mean. That's werewolves, yeah. It hurts as much as a bullet hitting me, but, you know, yeah. thanks for doing that. And so Amy actually gets snatched up. So she gets bit and hypnotized, and he's like, oh, uh, she's, she's like, Charlie will come and save me. And he's like, oh, I'm counting on that. I'm counting on him coming to get you. And so they fly off. And so Charlie realizes uh, as daylight breaks again and he tells Peter, like, are you going to help me or are you going to be a little piece of shit? And he's like, piece of shit any day, homie. I'm not doing that. That's, That's a death sentence to fight a vampire. And so he's like, I'll do it myself. And so Charlie has a full day 
to actually not even a full day because he's going to attack him in the daylight, which is what you do with vampires. You don't go at night and fight them because they can go anywhere. You catch them in the daylight, and so at least you have sun to back you up in some way. Mm -hmm. And so Charlie gets some like a cool like space suit. <laughs> it's like a onesie thing. He gets crossbows, stakes out of the wazoo. Like a flame retardant suit. Yes, and so he's ready to scrap. And so... Hey, look, it's Peter. Peter came to back up Charlie. He's like, nah, I'm not that much of a piece of shit. And he brought all sort of wep sorts of weapons from his like Museum of Vampire knowledge. Yes. And that so he, he has in his hotel. Yeah. And then David Tennant's like, let's go kill some shit. And I'm like, yeah. And so they head down into Jerry's basement and there's fuck tons. It's a vampire den, basically. Yes. A dugout vampire den. And so Charlie fights off Amy, which is now a vampire, and she's like, hey, let me just bite you, and we can be together forever. And he's like, no, get no, off me. No, absolutely not. Get off me, ma'am. And so uh, Peter has given Charlie a stake that, uh, blessed by some saint, and so yeah. if you stab the vampire, the head vampire, it'll cure everybody that's been bit by that vampire and kill the vampire. And so he's like, oh, sweet. This is the stake I'm going to kill Jerry with. And he's like, good fucking luck. <laughs> And so um, they get split up, and Peter is fighting off a fuck ton of vampires, and he's actually, he got bit. And so uh, Peter's on the ground like, ow. <laughs> and so Charlie gets led into the room with him, and then they start shooting holes through the roof to let sunlight in. And so it's keeping him moderately safe. And then Charlie has the idea, because uh, Peter tells him that fire, fire is the big weakness of vampires. Well, one of them. And it's like, if a vampire's on fire, they're not thinking about shit at that point. And so he tells Peter to light him on fucking fire. So he has rigged his suit to, I probably dipped himself in fucking gasoline or something. Yeah. And so he lights himself on fire and he just tackles Jerry. He runs straight at that bitch. And he actually locks himself to him with like fucking like a... Like a master lock. Yes. Or handcuffs or some shit. Yeah, he locks himself to him and so Jerry's trying his best to jiggle this this kid off of him. Yeah, he's jumping all around, hitting the ceiling, like bouncing up and down trying to get Chekhov off of him, but yeah. he ain't getting off. And so David Tennant realizes that the roof is being slowly broken out because Jerry's freaking out and so he pulls out his shotgun and makes a couple more holes and the sunlight comes through, burns out Jerry's chest and our boy Charlie stabs him in the chest and saves the right day. Right in the heart. Yes. And so everybody gets turned back to normal and Jerry explodes. And so that's it. They saved the day. And, and David Tennant's like, oh my God, we did it. And he just falls over. <laughs> He's like, this was so stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's he, so good. It's such a dumb plan. He's like, you set yourself on fire. It actually worked. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And so at the end, uh, Charlie and Amy... Or have new a new friend Peter Vincent, and so they go to his like high rise, and they're gonna get it on. And finally, he's gonna lose his virginity. Yeah, and then Peter comes in. He's like, "I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not looking." And he grabs I a little bit. Yeah, he grabs some alcohol. He's like, "Don't do anything I wouldn't do," which is everything. Yeah, it isn't really a lot, but uh, I'm not looking. <laughs> it's a great movie. All the characters. Yes. Are really fucking cool. Everyone made me smile. It's a really good. It movie. is a really good movie. It's just enough humor to make it really really good and but still enough seriousness that it works as a vampire movie yes it's not one of those vampire movies like interview with the vampire where just every single moment of it is dark and heavy yeah um but it is 
really, really good. Yeah. It's it's a good c- combination of humor and dark, heavy, like, this monster's trying to eat me and my family. Um, so <laughs> it's really, really good. Yeah. So who's your favorite character in it? Uh, my favorite character was Chekhov. Um, Charlie, he was a really good hero. He didn't believe at first, you know, the the main character in any of these movies never really believes no, in what's going to happen or what is happening around them fully. And that's just us. That's just a horror trope that happens in all things. But I really liked his character as stuff went on. He just started believing more and more. And even when everyone around him was like, you're fucking kidding me, right? Like, you're so full of shit. This is so dumb. How dare you believe in this? He was like, no, this is real and we need to take care of it. And he convinced, like, douchebag David Tennant to help him. Yeah. <laughs> and he got his girlfriend on board. And he even got his mom on board who was just like, kid, you're acting crazy right now. Like, you just need to fucking chill. But I really liked his character a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do... I'm surprised you didn't say it. Uh, so honorable mention, because I loved him a lot, David Tennant. Peter, oh, yeah. Peter Vincent. I Absolutely. can't help but like that man when he's in something. He's there's, always going to say I something think, that makes me smile. I don't think there's a, th- a single role aside from his role in Harry Potter where I don't absolutely love him. wasn't a ton of them in it. So honestly, if he was there more, uh, yeah. you'd probably be like, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. His character was really bad, though, in Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, he's the worst character, second worst character in that book, so. Yeah. But um, that's my honorable mention because no, he was great. He's so cool. He was uh. great, and his performance was, it was very reminiscent of Good Omens. His uh, character Crowley in Good Omens, it was like Crowley before he was Crowley. Like I feel like he took a lot of oh for sure a lot of the stuff that he did in this movie. He was like, oh yeah, I've done this before. When it was time for him to go and be Crowley in Good Omens, he was like, oh yeah. Long hair and kind of a douchebag, like all dark and you know creepy. Like, yeah, I can do that. That's total. That's yeah. totally a thing I can do. Oh yeah, he's done this before, and that's what. And that's why I like Crowley a lot because yeah. he's, he's not super happy. Like you know, his honestly other half is Raphael. Like it just worked. Yeah. Like, no, he totally took his character um, Vincent like into consideration when he went and did Crowley. Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. So. If that was my honorable mention, I'm gonna go with Jerry. I actually liked him a lot. Um, it's funny. I read some more stuff with Colin Farrell on this character. He said it was really hard to play Jerry because Jerry is a thing that has no soul. So he tried his best to try to connect to Jerry in certain ways and try to hu- humanize him. And he's like, "No, I can't," because he don't got no soul. He's like, "It." And the way he said it, it was like, "It's just an animal trying its best to like." Put on a fake smile, like I just want—I just need to get a little it's closer weird. to you. It's weird that Colin Farrell had a problem with that because most of the things that I've seen Colin Farrell in, that's just how he is in all of the yeah. movies that I've seen him in. Like he's just this like no soul, I don't give a fuck character who has no humanizing qualities. So it's really interesting that at this time in 2011, this it was hard for him to do yeah. that because I mean I don't I haven't watched a lot of Colin Farrell stuff. I'll admit. But the things that I have seen him in is like... Yeah, meh. apparently in this one. And you can tell there are tons of scenes. Just like the one with the whole beer thing. When he's like, hey man, you got any beers? Because the girl's coming over like really soon. And it's just, you can tell that he's gone through these motions. Because he's like, okay, 
there's only so many things you can do to have somebody invite you in without making it feel weird. And he's like, okay, this is a cool one that I do all the time with guys. He's like, hey, man, hey, you know, can I grab something real quick? He's like, yeah, oh, come on in, man. Cool. That's all I needed. Oh, oh, I found my keys. I thought I didn't have them, but thank you. And leave. Um, it's just really cool things. And I love that he has been so battle-hardened over the years, decades, so you know people have tried to kill him, and so he knows what it feels like to be watched. And he knows when people are looking for his ass, and he's like, like McLovin. Now, given McLovin probably was not hidden when he was hiding under that car recording his ass, and he's probably whispering, probably talking, and didn't think he could be heard, and he probably was hurt the whole time, and Jerry's like, that weird kid's recording me. Okay, it's not an issue yet. And then a little bit later, he's like, okay, week two, he's still fucking looking at me. And then he probably hears him whispering to his friend, hey, that dude's a vampire. Now it's an issue. Now I need to kill that kid. Because he's, you know, I have a good thing going here, you know. And so it, it was really cool to see that, honestly, he may not have really messed with Charlie until he started messing with his shit. And he's like, okay, now I gotta kill y'all because you know too much, you know. So I thought it was really cool that he, he does what he needs. And then when he gets a little too hairy... He scoots off, and he's like, that's all I wanted to do. Just wanted to get some blood, head to another place. My group is a little bit bigger, and we'll, we'll get out of here. So I thought it was a really cool villain. He wasn't like, nah. I will say third act Jerry wasn't as cool as the first two acts. Um, towards the end when he's like, yes, I have your girlfriend Amy, and we're making out. I was like, that one was kind of meh. When they get to the pit, and he's about to fight him for the final fight, that Jerry was kind of poop. But like yeah. always in scary, any type of movie with a villain, when they're a little too cool, you got to take that cool away right at the end. It's like, nah, I'm not supposed to like you when you're fighting the good guy at the end. Fortunately, that's when they clicked off the cool because he's like making out this young girl. <laughs> and I was like, that's eh, not as cool. But yeah, no, I love Jerry. So who's your least favorite character? Uh, my least favorite characters... Were the popular guys, Dave Franco and Dylan from Modern Family. Uh, So I didn't love Colin Farrell's character, but he was much more likable than these two douchebags. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I don't know, the person who wrote this movie didn't try to make these characters believable teenagers or just like i don't know they were just like super douches and like i don't know that any person is maybe this douchey as douchey as this It was like every chance they got every open second they had it was the two of them bagging on charlie and about how he was gay even though he was the boyfriend of the hottest girl in school like they kept gay bashing him, which yeah. is horrible, like, on its own. Don't do that. That's fucking terrible. Um, being gay is nothing to be ashamed of. Like, you do you. Who gives a shit? But the they were just so fucking mean and the whole time. And they were, like, watching um, his house, weirdly. They, like, yeah. sat outside his house and were watching Charlie just, like, be weird because charlie was already when charlie started watching jerry his next door neighbor and like trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with him the two douchebags like 
realized that he was being a weirder than normal and drove and sat in front of his house and were watching Charlie watch Jerry. <laughs> and then Jerry saw it and came and fucking killed them and turned them into vampires, or at least turned Dave Franco into yeah, a vampire. Yeah, well, he just killed the other I think kid. Dylan just got killed, but it was like... What the fuck, guys? Like, why? Why do you give a shit about any of this? And they were just mean. They were super mean to McLovin the whole time. Like, yeah. They were just super douches. Like, they had nothing constructive or happy or good to say or to do in this movie. Like, they just sucked. I hated them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, ditto on that. It's... I guess they realized probably toward the end, they're like, oh, I mean... This is a movie about a vampire, but it's kind of in high school, so we got to put some douchebag kids in it somewhere. Because yeah. they don't do anything except chase McLovin to Jerry. Yeah. And they weren't trying to do that. It just worked out. But honestly, yeah. they were just there to just be stupid. And it wasn't just even being good stupid. Douchebags. Yeah. So it, it just feels like this was kind of like an afterthought. And they're like, oh, we need more kids in this movie. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just Charlie and Amy just running. like. Which honestly was fine. Yeah. yeah. Like you could have just. That would have been just fine. We didn't need... I didn't need the concept of these, like, jock douchebags. I mean, it helped in the story. That's what I figured it was. It helped in the story um, to relate them to, like, why Charlie had given up on McLovin and why, you know, it made sense, the transition to into popularity, but they didn't need to be such royal douchebags to yeah. him. Like... It's fucking bullshit. Oh, and big ups. Uh, another honorable mention. Uh, Ginger. So Peter Vincent, his, I guess, girlfriend, assistant. Living girlfriend slash other star of his show yeah. that he bangs sometimes. So they hate each other. She The whole movie, she was like, I hate you so much. <laughs> but it was cool. She had her own room. She was watching her stories, eating ice cream. He's like, Ginger, answer the door. And she's like, what the fuck? You're closer. It just, I, I just love characters like that. Like, they've dealt and been mad at each other for years, yes. but she wouldn't go anywhere else, and he wouldn't want her to go anywhere else. Like, yeah. they, they like each other. Uh, she was really cool, so. I've, she was played by Sandra Vergara, who is Sofia Vergara's sister, which is actually really interesting. One, because Dylan from Modern Family is also in this movie, and two, because the whole time this was happening, they don't show very many close-ups of her. Mm -hmm. um, there's only, like, one close-up of her, of her for, like, a minute. And before all of that, when she was speaking, I was like, is that Sofia Vergara? Like, why won't <laughs> they show her face? Why won't they show a close-up of her face? They just kept showing her from far away so you could see her body and, like, her hair yep. and her complexion and hear her voice. And honestly, I... Could have sworn it was Sofia Vergara, but nope, it's her sister, Sandra Vergara, which is fucking cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, they did great. So, uh, this movie came out August 19th, 2011. So, what do you think the budget for Fright Night was? $15 million. Not a bad, not a bad shot. $30 million. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> this movie, uh... But there I mean, there were, was a lot of famous people in this movie. So. There were a ton of people in it. Um, Steven Spielberg, he like helped with editing with this movie. Um, a ton of people were involved with it. Apparently, it was you know pretty big. So yeah. So what do you think the box office was? Fifty million. Not a bad guess. Uh, Forty-one million. Oh, that's uh, so sad. I don't know why. Okay, to be fair. Okay, this movie came out in two thousand eleven, which was height. 
peak David Tennant, okay? This was, like, right after the end of his run on Doctor Who, and I do not remember hearing about this movie at all. They didn't show a lot of him in the trailers, 100%, because I, I think more well, people would have... Well, see, I was, in, I was in love with uh, Chekhov, too. At the, yeah. In 2011, like, this was mid... Um, fucking Star Trek, and I watched everything that kid was in. I loved fucking uh, Charlie Bartlett and all of his other, all of his other stuff. So, I don't remember seeing this movie at, like, in a preview or anything. A trailer for this movie? I don't remember that at all. Because I for sure would have gone and seen this in the theaters, because vampire movies have never been, like, scary to me, because they're not. Yeah. But I totally would have gone and seen this in the theater, and I didn't even know that this existed until you brought it up a few nights ago yeah so it i just remember the trailers and they showed Chekhov a ton they showed colin farrell and they showed a girlfriend and the mom and you don't see that much it's like a half second of david Tennant, you know which is really poor marketing honestly. honestly i don't i think it's really weird i think we've moved away from that now finally at this point but for a while there for whatever reason, the American market was, like, shunning David Tennant in their marketing for all of the American stuff that he was in. And just not understanding that he is a huge, huge global fan base. Like, he... That man is so fucking marketable. (laughs) And to not... Like, if he's in your movie, why wouldn't you put him in your trailer? Yeah, it's kind of a shame, honestly. The reason people watched Jessica Jones was not for Kristen Ritter... It was for David Tennant. And didn't he do... What was that other movie that he did? Um, with the guy... Fuck. Give me something. Hmm. The kid from that that British show where they all get powers. It's like heroes, but in Britain. Oh, um, 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 um. Not When a Stranger Calls. Uh, no, he was in a movie. No, it, it, I know what you're talking about. Because he was going to break like into the, his house. He was house. like the rich guy. Yeah, but he was like a murderer. Yeah. David Tennant was like the murderer guy. Yeah. yeah, he like found out like, oh my god, See, you're the bad. That person. movie, that movie did it right. All of their trailers were like, hey, like there's this kid and he's you know searching. He ends up in a murderer's house. Like what the fuck? But they were like, hey, guess what? David Tennant is in this movie. Come check it out. And that movie did really well. So, yeah, I think, pretty sure. Yeah. So unfortunately, this movie, it, it, it's a shame. It's great. So, uh, yeah, it didn't do good. Yes, it, it, check it out. It's very depressing. Um, yeah, help this movie succeed and continue, and maybe they'll make another one someday. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the story of Fright Night, uh, even the original, they made a part two, and no one like comes back to it. It's not good. Well, no <laughs> one can. I mean, he can't come back to it. Yeah, the only, well, well saying this like would Charlie have, and stuff. Well, I know, that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Anton Yelkin is dead. Mm. It could be David Tennant. David Tennant could come back, and Peter he's just goes like off some fighting. real badass vampire hunter. I'm in. Okay, so... Or just put him in Blade. That's fine. Honestly. Okay, so let's do seven word synopsis. So mine is... David Tennant playing smarmy magician is perfect. Yep, and sexy. It's the best. I love... So when he's telling Charlie that vampires aren't real, it's all a crock of shit, he, like, takes his wig off so he doesn't have long hair like a crazy magician, takes off his sideburns, takes his mustache off, He's wiping off his he's fake like tattoos. Pulling off, pulling out earrings, like it's, fake earrings. It's awesome. He's just breaking 
all that shit down that he uses on TV. And he's just, I love it. And he drinks his Midoris. That's all he drinks because he's weird. Yeah, he drinks straight Midori <laughs> in this movie, which is a mistake. Don't do that, guys. Don't. It, you're going to be have a bad time. All right. Okay. So what about you? Chekhov, McLovin, and Ten fight vampire Grindelwald. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Now... If you don't understand all those references, all of the actors in this movie are famous from other roles that they played. Oh, yeah. You've heard you've heard us reference them many times already in this podcast, but just to break it down for you, Anton Yelkin, the main character Charlie, he is Chekhov in the new versions of Star Trek, uh, the three the trilogy of Star Trek. Um, McLovin, that's Christopher Mintz-Plasse from Superbad, uh, Ten. That's the 10th Doctor from Doctor Who, uh, David Tennant. He's in Jessica Jones. He's in um, Good, Omens. Good Omens. He's been in a ton of things. Broadchurch. Broadchurch, yeah. And then Grindelwald, that's Colin Farrell. Grindelwald was in uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them 1. The good one. The good one. So, yeah, all of the character, all of the actors in this movie did something else, uh, are known for something else, but they all came together. So, yeah, there's my seven words. Yeah. Uh, like always, this is a good one. Like, I we're not just picking like the best scary movies. There's gonna be some ones that are like, eh, you're good. Just watch it once. Yeah, I'm sure you've already listened to a couple where we're like, mm, maybe don't watch that. No, but this one is a solid movie. Absolutely, I 100% will watch this one again. Yes, uh, I want to watch sure. the original again and see how many scenes they like took from it and cut just for like, cut, yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm excited, but I remember a lot of the older one. Um. Just really cool scenes and like Vincent in that one. I love him because he's he's not as charismatic as David Tennant. But Who nobody is. Yeah, but he's like a cool like grandpa kind of character. I'm like, oh, I don't want you to die, Gramps. Get out of there. <laughs> and he's he's just a scamp. And I knew David Tennant was gonna die in this movie, so I was like pumped to see him like kick ass. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's a great one. So, uh, if you have any more cool vampire facts, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email, it is. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. Our Facebook is. Allentownpresents. So thank you, Studio Fitas. That is the Instagram, and they're on Facebook also. Uh, for the artworks, our Salty Terrell that they made for us. They're amazing uh, illustrators, so give them a look. And uh, thank you to everybody that's listened. This is year two of our podcast, so if you listen from the beginning, hey, welcome back. And Thanks for listening to... Almost 200 episodes. More. More than two. Okay. For more than 200 episodes. Yeah, because right. we hit... Yeah. Because, shit, we're going to hit 300 at some point. Uh, and oh, yeah. We're almost at 100 spooky movie episodes, so... Yes. If I count Thank it you. right, um, I'm not going to give you a number, but we are very close to 100 if I count it right. So there will be a cool intro that I've been working on for the 100th one. It's very arduous work. <laughs> a lot of... Editing something that takes like three seconds from a lot of episodes. So, uh, it's but it's gonna be really cool. I mean, it's a really cool idea. So, I'm pumped for that. So, like always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Okay, bye guys. Bye.